As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Adventures in collecting is about toys, but it might not be for your children. Especially if you don't like words like f**k or sh**. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. All right. Welcome back. We're we're back. We're Adventures in Collecting. Uh, Dave, Dave, we're we're here again. I feel like that's the way we open every show. We're back. Hi. Yeah, we're back. Hi. Yeah. 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 You're 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 like the uh, you're like the straight man. We're 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 the we're the toy version of Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Hi and yeah are my catchphrases. Well, like like usual, when um, we have something special here, uh, we're not going to bury the lead. We we have a guest with us today, Dave. Yep, we do. And, and our our guest is is extra special because uh, this is his second time on the show. Uh, so so joining us once again on the pod is the wrecked agent himself, Dave, senior business development manager at Jazzwares, and the man who oversees all of the Fortnite stuff that Jazzwares puts out. I of course. I'm talking about Mike DeCamp. Awesome. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be uh, to be the uh, alumnus of, of some sort. This is killer. Yeah, it's eventually going to be hopefully like that Saturday Night Live bit when, uh, you know, all of the, the past hosts who have hosted multiple times, like don their smoking jackets and and meet in like the private parlor pre-show. <laughs> I'm so down for that. You need a jacket. add it to the list add it to the list so mike last time we had you on uh we were talking about this a little bit before we started rolling it was february and we were uh in the midst of toy fair mania standing in the the incredibly awesome jazzwares booth talking about Fortnite toys but now that we have you here and we have you on the show proper the first thing we always like to ask our guests is what they're collecting right now. So, so Mike, what 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 are you collecting? Uh, dust during the the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the the Amazon boxes have been flowing like water. It, it's pretty much all over the place. Uh, I fell into the slippery slope of Mega Constructs micro figures. All right. So like uh yeah the Halo stuff I think is brilliant. They did all this great Star Trek and Ninja Turtles. Uh, they created a unique platform that gave them access to pretty much carte blanche with licenses. So hats off to them. Yeah, they and they have they're a bit into the that like blind bag aspect too, right? Don't they have some stuff where you have like the the blind packaging and you don't know who you're going to get? Yeah, you know, and and they have a great distribution like i'm finding these things at even dollar stores you know so they're all over the place but uh for the chases i'm on ebay too and what's your so what's your favorite ip so far that they're uh i know you mentioned halo but what, what's your what's your favorite uh ip that they're working with at the moment um i really like the halo stuff and they do call of duty as well that look just tremendously detailed 
They have these like uh, shipping containers that are blind boxes. They come with like assorted accessories and, and figures that you have to assemble. It's more or less like a an activity and a toy. So I really like that it, it, during these times. Yeah, I think I heard somebody refer to them because uh, I've definitely seen them before um, in in the toy aisle. But I, I think uh, I heard somebody refer to them as as like articulated Legos. There, it's tremendous the amount of uh, engineering they've put into that stuff. It's incredible. I'm just blown away. So, Mike, before we get into all things Fortnite, tell us how you got into the world of toys. Uh, you know, it was it was a gentleman that, that you may have had on the show, or or you should probably have on the show. His name's Jesse Destacio. and uh, he has his own YouTube show called Toy Pizza, and they do a uh, action figure of the month, the kind of collector's club, and he, his uh, his IP that he has uh, originated with it, another gentleman, Nicholas Fung, uh, is called Knights of the Slice. Uh, so Jesse was somebody that I went to art school with way back in 1999 or 2000, and uh, we started collaborating. I was a, a comic book, aspiring comic book illustrator, and Jesse was like this insane idea guy, like a toy collector. So he got hired at Jazzwares when Jazzwares was still extremely small, and uh, I was his intern. So uh, Jazzwares, shortly after they picked up the Pokemon license and, and rolled over from being a housewares company, which is where the, the name of the company actually comes from, uh, my boss's initials, J-A-Z, and wares was for housewares. So uh, he brought me on as basically the technical artist before the, the whole universe of CAD and uh, 3D programs. I was the guy I would sit there and do front, side, top, bottom, and exploded views of characters by hand that we would pass over to our Hong Kong uh, associates for you know, sculpting and tooling and that type of stuff. So in those in those early days when you were when you were doing some of that stuff by hand, like, do you have any of those toys that you originally worked on? I do. I have a lot of them. Um, I'm I'm one of those uh, crazy hoarder slash archivists, and uh, fortunately enough, my boss is too. So we have a vault in the central area in Jazzwares that houses two of everything we've ever made. And uh, I have my own personal collection of some of the highlights, but I can always rest assured that I can at least go to work and kind of pick up and smell some of those really, really early toys. Yeah, that that that's huge. And and I mean, you you don't have to apologize here for being a toy hoarder. Remember, you're on a show about collecting toys, so. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's it's always cool to see too, like that, you know, the people that make the things that we collect love them just as much as as we do just to kind of almost like keep that that historical uh collection of stuff it's tremendous you know the the toy community is so uh giving and and a sharing bunch where like now that jazzwares has kind of matured and transformed into this global company um like on, on places like instagram and twitter through our hashtags i'll see you know uh, very young kids collecting the really early stuff like Street Fighters. Uh, somebody just uh, DM'd me on Instagram with a picture of like a, a Ryu Street Fighter action figure. He's like, I just noticed this has Jazzwares in the in the legal line on this thing. Holy crap! I never knew. You know? Yeah, and I mean, you guys. It's an understatement to say that you guys are everywhere now. I mean, you you really are everywhere we we were fortunate enough to have jeremy uh padauer on a, a few episodes ago and, and we were talking mostly about the the aew line and, and a lot of the the pokemon stuff but it's one of those things where when we visited you guys at toy fair like we left the booth like scratching our heads we we're like micro machines and pokemon and nerf and like how, where how did we not know all of these brands were jazzwares brands and then of course with the aew line and the and the, the UFC stuff coming out, it's like you guys are are literally everywhere. Like you are covering so much ground. It's it's incredible. Yeah, we're we're led by some visionaries, a gentleman like Jeremy, um, 
and Judd, where they just have a, a sixth sense for, you know, what like Jeremy and his investment grade collecting and uh, Judd, who's very much a, a long, lifelong kind of geek with a, with, a, with a vision for bringing unique things to the marketplace. I, I just have the fortune of kind of uh, learning from, from those guys and, and gaining experience through, through them via, via our relationships. But uh, Jazzwares has, has been uh, a company that looks at long-term prospects and tries to forge very meaningful long-term relationships. Like we, we still work with some of our very first factories and as we've grown, they've grown. Uh, so I feel there's a little bit of karma involved with our success as well. So, so going back to your relationship with toys, um, in all of the toys that you've you've produced over the years and and continue to, do you ever go back to some of the toys that you had as a kid for for inspiration? Constantly, absolutely. You know, um, my my parents uh, divorced when I was very very young. I think I was only two or something like that. So, uh, my grandfather. We we lived in New Jersey. My grandfather moved in with us. Uh, he was very upwards in age. I'm the youngest of everybody. So uh, like people always thought my mom was my grandma and stuff like that. Uh, but toys were very much my, uh, my surrogate father to a certain degree. You know, once he split, my mom was working basically around the clock, like two jobs. So uh, I got introduced to toys very early in my in my youth. Like I, I my earliest memory is I found a, a Lone Ranger and Tonto doll under my grandfather's bed, and they were in the package, and they were beautiful. And he just let me have them and let me play with them when I showed interest in it. And I couldn't believe that Tonto's knife came out of the sheath, and that the Lone Ranger's hat and mask came off, and they had like real clothes and that type of stuff. So, like, very, very early on, I had a unique appreciation for that. Uh, the Mego stuff, the world's greatest heroes, um, Battlestar Galactica, and, and, and all of those things are things that I look back to. I mean, I feel like uh, Star Wars and G.I. Joe will perpetually be the yardstick that all toy lines are measured against. And with Fortnite, I think especially you could probably see a lot of those influence come through my so now with that influence, you see kind of, you know, the the range of almost like scale in the Fortnite line on um, three and three quarters, six inch, 12 inch, um, all of those figures come into play. What goes into planning, um, planning the figures and uh, to determine how and what form factors to produce? So that was it. That was it. That's basically, you know, the, the Kenner stuff created those benchmarks on G.I. Joe. Starting off in a 12-inch uh, definitely created those benchmarks. I knew that 12-inch had to be a part of this line from very, very early on. And I was fortunate to have the support and vision of Judd to, uh, to make that kind of uh, decision. And then also, uh, you know, the, the lead guy, uh, his name's Donald Mustard. He's a, he's a really tremendous thinker. And if you, if you follow him on Twitter, that the amount of, story that he injects into the game uh mirrors my uh my appreciation for story injected into play so it was in that that very first meeting like when we when we decided that we were going to pitch for the brand and and we actually had to get invited to pitch for the brand they were only allowing a few companies access to epic to actually pitch um I felt like that was the ace up my sleeve was that, uh, and, and I didn't know it until the meeting, but we, we just kind of fell in love through those early influences. You know, Donald and his brother grew up playing with G.I. Joe and Star Wars and immersing themselves into that. And when they saw the, the plan that we had in store, it was basically like the, the greatest first date ever. You know, there was like <laughs> butterflies and music and, uh, I think we all knew right away that this was the partnership. Yeah, and I mean it's it it was evident to me. So so I'm admittedly like I'm I'm late into 
the the world of Fortnite. But I remember when it first came out, um, thinking and like seeing some of the the imagery of it. It's like, man, these would make amazing toys. Like the the toyetic value of like the different weapons, the different costumes, the the skins. Excuse me. Um, the, the just the way that the game functioned like at, at its its actual level like while just watching videos of people playing it on youtube thinking wow like these this this is a toy like th- this should be a toy this character should be a toy and, and then i remember starting to see the the three and three quarter ones show up and i was like oh they're the size of like the real american hero gi joe figures that's perfect and you know you know i i, I that can't be a coincidence or i knew that couldn't be a coincidence it is it is a toy guy's kind of dream come true when it comes to an IP. Like very very early, um, and, and I've you know I've, I I usually hashtag my stuff the luckiest kid because I, I very much am you know like uh, my influences just dovetailed with my opportunities on the level where like I grew up and Street Fighter was my ultimate fanboy thing. Like I, I had my own like destination at the arcade and people would have to like you know court me to like actually get me to to 1v1 them um and that was very early on like the first license that uh, that i worked on like predominantly and then from there mortal Kombat, and then from mortal Kombat, mega man and then from mega man sonic the hedgehog and it was like almost my life story in toys you know um and fortnite just happened to be the perfect storm of all of those different influences. And it continues to be because it's this 10-week, ever-evolving, cliffhanger ending that just, like, there's, there's new stuff injected through the game all the time. And I feel like uh, they, they have all the right notes for longevity. You know, there's a few things that have this uh, evergreen staying power. And I don't see, um, I don't see the the shine wearing off this anytime soon. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it, right? It's it's free to play and the the plus ups, so you know, even if you if you never purchase a skin, if you are Jonesy forever in that game, it puts you at no disadvantage. You can be just as good as anybody else. And it's available on so many different platforms. It has, to your point, serial-based cliffhanger storytelling, incredible visuals, and then on the Epic Games and and Fortnite side of things, they're you know bringing in all these super interesting IPs and like bashing them together. Like right now, you know, you could wear be wearing a Deadpool skin and bump into Aquaman. Or 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 as of today, right? Black Black Manta. They just they just introduced yeah, the skin for yeah. for him. You could you could bump into one of them as Deadpool or Cable or Psylocke or Batman or John Wick, and you know have a shootout. It's it, it's incredible. It, it is absolutely incredible. You're giving me goosebumps by just you know, it, and and that's what I really appreciate about what they've done is they're rewriting the book. I mean. When you look at these things, and uh, they they came to us with the opportunity to make the action figure for the Travis Scott thing, and that's you know he's one of my favorite artists, and I was like, oh my effing god, like I can't believe this is happening, and then it just happens again, and they introduce something, and they have this really kind of telltale stylization that they apply, and they clearly have some of the best visual and. and character-based thinkers in the industry like deploying that black manta for instance like i was never i mean from the the league of uh uh from the justice league and the the old cartoon black manta was a, a a real fast favorite of mine and they've evolved that character and they've made it appropriate for 2020 they they added details to his armor that we've never seen before He's just tough as nails, you know? I was like, oh my God, it's just, it, it keeps getting better. Yeah. Like, even, even and, like, what they did on uh, on Independence Day, when they had Captain America, where if you, if you, if you bought the, you know, the skin, 
the it actually they actually change programmatically how the character uses the pickaxe right because he 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 yeah. will take the shield off of his back and yeah. use the shield as the pickaxe and then actually like reconnect it to his back and that's like a new thing so like somebody had to had the forethought of like hey if you know you're captain america you can't be holding a shield and have a shield on your back at the same time so you know we have to figure out how that works and yeah they, they, they fucking they, did it. Like <laughs> they flex, they flex their platform because Captain America is an opportunity for them. And like, there, I don't know if you if you know, but Donald Mustard was actually in Endgame. You know, like he was not only collaborating with them through his opportunities with Fortnite, but him and uh, Kevin Feige, like they hit it off. And then the next thing you know, he's one of the uh, one of the doctor's uh, magicians in the scene, and he's doing fighting on the set. Like, it, oh, no shit! I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Donald Mustard is actually the only person in history to be in both a Star Wars movie and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he had a speaking stormtrooper role in The Last Jedi, and he was also featured in Endgame on screen. Man. Very cool. Goals, right? Hashtag goals. (laughs) (laughs) And so Fortnite is like this quickening of it all. I mean, I remember between gentlemen, right? When we got the opportunity and I was building my pitch, it was during season four of Fortnite. Um, And the the lead, the, the most successful thing from season three was the Reaper character that was this really clever pop culture kind of tip of the hat that they did to John Wick. Yes. And uh, that was the informal name for that character. Everybody called him John Wick. Nobody ever called him the Reaper. So one of the first things that I did was like we created, I actually kitbashed and hand painted this John Wick action figure in six inch. And it was in our pitch. It was one of these things where they're like, oh, you know, you, you know the game and this and that. But this figure is never going to happen. And I was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, it's an IP thing and 20th Century Fox and Legendary and this and that, and we've got a cease and desist and blah, blah, blah. But almost a year later, they're sitting across the table from Keanu Reeves, and then the next thing you know, we have the Reaper versus John Wick, and John Wick is in the game. Like, so... It's, it's, again, they're just kind of always rewriting the rule book. And, and I, I, there's no denying that it's just a, a quickening of sorts, you know. And, I mean, one of, one of our favorite things about being, I, I guess we can call ourselves like a toy blog now, because I guess we kind of are. But w- one of, one of yeah. our favorite things that we like watching is now toy photographers tag us in the work that they're doing and like the mashups that, that people come up with where they're, you know, people, people love buying, um, the, the, the Fortnite legendary, uh, series figures. Uh, the, the guys, I always forget their names. I'm sorry. The ones that have like the, the cards, wild cards, wild cards, cards. because their bodies are so, they're so well built. They're nicely articulated and they work so well with other lines. Everything scales really nicely. You can pop heads on. You can kit bash. Like I can't tell you how many times I've seen like a Deadpool body with like a Jonesy head on it, just because it's it's a fun it's a fun mashup, and it makes for these great photos where people are recreating their like dream battles from from either the game or like you know what they wish could happen in the game. And I remember doing that stuff. Like we did that stuff as kids with our wrestlers. Like I I remember. Like my our spawn figure held like the the intercontinental title for a little bit in, in like, like our, when, our toy wrestling league when there were those GI Joes and then they made the Street Fighter and the Mortal Kombat figures too like yeah oh and, my god Dave you're so on the money with that one dude it, it's it's just it's amazing I, I I love how and and regardless of what scale you collect like uh, the moment I I got my Jonesy figure and I actually think I I DM'd you the the picture like right away. The yeah, first yeah. thing I did was pose him with all the Marvel guys and just have him, you know, pointing the the uh the the shotgun and the the plunger at people and, you know, it's so inspirational to me. That's the stuff that uh I mean, I'm just completely glued to Instagram and and to social media 
And it's really just starting to get crazy. Like uh, people are just really that the head swaps are happening all the time now, like you, like you so pointed out. And um, the, 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 the high stakes characters, the wild cards that are basically the Royal Flush gang and they're, they're surrounding everybody's Joker. Um, I just can't get enough of that stuff. And, and the fact, I mean, there's no coincidence in that the line sits head and shoulders next to the Marvel Legends stuff. You know, um, the Toy Biz Marvel Legends is the, the line that I collected the most of. I think I have series one through eight in package and out of package i have all the build figures in package and out of package and uh, the the hand on the line his name is dave cortez um he he sculpts and his team actually engineers and, and paints everything from from the four inch to the six inch uh, the, the 12 inch we do separately but um he he is the hand that has sculpted my favorite action figures from that line the bullseye um, the the Spider Man the the, the Spider Man two eighteen inch super articulated thing. Um, so again, I'm just the luckiest kid to have fallen into a place where I'm working with the the team that did my original favorites, and now uh, he's given the 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 notes to our line to make it look and and be an evolution of this, you know. Get so teared up. <laughs> <laughs> me t- me too. So what are um, some of the challenges you face bringing the game that's just so successful and so um, so very popular into the real world, kind of off the screen and into, you know, into 3D, basically? Uh, you know what? It's a blessing and a curse, right? Uh, Fortnite is a game that evolves every 10 weeks, give or take. They have some seasons that, have, that they've extended. Um, but as as a as a rule, it's basically a ten week season. Um, they they did ten seasons, and now we're in chapter two and season three of chapter two. Within each of those seasons, they introduce thirty three characters at least. I think right now we're hovering around forty. So the 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 thing that keeps me up late at night is like which ones to execute on. Uh, I have to constantly be immersed in the culture and in the trends to see, you know, not just uh, not just what is making sense from the data, like the the choices that Epic provides, but like what am I observing as a fan, right? So here's here's an interesting story. Um, when we were when we were granted the license and we sat down with Epic and like here's the time when we have to make it real. Uh, they they lean into their data, you know. We, they have some of the best data nerds on the planet, and they said, like, okay, these are the twelve characters, and these are the ones that you know through our metrics are going to be the most successful, and they're instantly recognizable, X, Y, and Z. And I looked at that, and I put my hand on my chin. And I was like, God, where's the Rust Lord? He's my favorite character. Where's the Rust Lord? And Donald looks me in the eye and he starts to blush and he goes, Rustler's my favorite character too. And I was like, well, so they were like, well, he was one of the very early battle pass skins or outfits, you know? So they, he didn't measure up because you got him very easily. But I mean, he, he's the Star Lord with a motorcycle helmet with spikes on it. You know, he's just so cool. So. Donald was like immediately like, you know what? Rustler's got to be in the line. So he was our 13th edition and uh, 13's my lucky number and blah, 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 like kismet. And so I do my best not only to take what I'm seeing in the data, but also rely on some instinct to say like, you know, this is what's ahead of us, but I'd also like to propose this because of my observations. And uh, so the challenge is, you know, I basically play the game all day, every day, or I'm watching the streamers play the game all day, every day, and in some way I'm connected to this community, whether I'm asleep or awake. Yeah, and it's it's evident that from the characters that you selected. So, like the the summer the the summer wave of um the legendary series came out, uh, you just announced, um, and the characters are, are perfect. Like it's, it's the, you know, the exact ones from previous seasons. Cause like, I know obviously 
you I've been very vocal about the one that I want and I I'm I'm sure there are the there are other people in the world that want a Meowsles figure <laughs> as much as I do but um <laughs> but like the the ones that are part of this this most recent wave are perfect like they have that that great toyetic value they have the 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 colors that pop the interchangeable heads the you know, everything that you need to be there for that, like, toyetic look. But I, I, it just, it, it amazes me how you make those correct selections each time when you do have that many to choose from. And I was going to say, too, for me, like, the colors are the thing that stick out because it, it kind of makes it where, you know, you, you see that and you go, okay, this is, I know what this is. Even if you, you aren't quite sure, you know, that just from that color palette, this is Fortnite. It's, it's a, like, that's probably one of the other challenges, right? Is, um, and, and I, I would say, I would venture to say that you won't be disappointed in the future, you know, without confirming or denying anything. Uh, <laughs> another challenge uh, that, that mirrors this conversation is the level of secrecy, right? Because uh, Epic is one of these games that uh, we we observed very early on does very little marketing, and uh, Minecraft is another one where we had experience to say like this is bucking the trend and this is against kind of the traditional culture of marketing, but it's very clear that it works. So Fortnite. Uh, keeps a high level of secrecy. They're litigious in their adherence to that secrecy, but there's also a whole community of people that are driving that interest organically. Um, so, with me, that's a little bit of the of the curse. Is that you know we have the keys to the kingdom, but I, more often than not, um, our bandwidth is uh, beholden to our product development and our, our aggressive speed in product development. So like uh, we don't do a whole lot of marketing or, or pre-marketing to the drops. But just today, for instance, um, the, the new Forge figures showed up at a place in Texas, just outside of Dallas. And immediately there's, there's, a, there's interest and people are talking about it. And I can finally chime in and take a big exhale and say like, okay, I vouch for this. You know what? Like you guys are on it. Um, so it's, it's interesting because, uh, like, like Dave pointed out that you can tell immediately that it's a Fortnite character from like the end of the aisle and, and the newness stands out in in an environment that's basically run by like black or white Fortnite comes in and it's pink and green and yellow, you know? So we're fortunate to have their excellence to lead that charge. And then we are tasked with doing justice in, in a physical light, you know? Now, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, we, we talked uh, pretty much at, at length at Toy Fair about the accessories and, you know, how you do the loot boxes and things like that. What we really didn't get a chance to get into was the, the vehicles and the set pieces. So that like another huge part of the game and 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 you know experiencing the game is the gliders, the battle bus which was just a, finally we, you know we've been talking about it since February and like sorry we have no pictures we can't show you and then finally the battle bus pictures come out. Um but like is is that also challenging to to find a way to work in the vehicles and like the environment the building aspect of of the game is is that um how challenging is that to produce with the figures in a, in a way that's playable? Um, you know, we're fortunate to have some really good engineers uh, behind all of that stuff. Um, the, the addition of vehicles to the line, I mean, that completely validates the four inch scale, the three and three quarter inch scale. Like, uh, I look constantly at my old collection and, and GI Joe was, a character-based line, but it was given life through the vehicles, the whale, the, the water moccasin, the hiss tank, I mean, the flag. When you think about G.I. Joe, it's synonymous, and, and even with Star Wars, the iconic X-Wing, the snow speeder, the AT-AT walker. Um, so it, it has to be incorporated in what we're doing, and the, the game has given us all of these great 
moments to try and to try and bring to life like the the atk and the battle bus finally i mean the the battle bus is something that is going to be i feel like the whale of this line so we had to invest we had to make sure that everything was perfect and of course the fans are going to hold us to a very high standard so um it was no lack of effort you know we knew that the in, the balloon had to be inflatable it had to have party music um, there were all these key things that had to be incorporated but with Fortnite, i don't know if you guys pay attention to the to the to the things that are happening now but it's just getting started we're going to be seeing drivable vehicles in the seasons to come so cars and semis and vans and the reboot van and like the ballers so um, this is just getting started. You know. Up until now, we've introduced kind of wave after wave of action figures. And in the four inch, I think we're around like 150 or 200 action figures deep. It's, it's insane. So adding vehicles to the mix will allow us to create special relationships now with the vehicles and the characters. And we've already, the, the Stinger ATK, which is a, a wrap applied to the previous ATK, just hit the airwaves yesterday. Um, so it gives us another opportunity to introduce even newer characters like the Copper Wasp, uh, who's kind of a tip of the hat to the old Street Fighter mythos. You know, he's got the geese, got his black belt, but he's kind of like a Gundam. Like it's <laughs> so much fun, you know. I think that that sums up Fortnite characters pretty well. He he's got a gi and a black belt, but he's also a Gundam. One hundred percent, you know. And and thank you so much. Like I, I saw your post about that, and it just it it let me feel even even some uh, some relief to know what like uh, I saw your post, and you're like, yeah, we can finally talk about this. We got to see it in February, and I was like, yes, thank you so much, you know. Um, and congratulations on 500 on Instagram, dude. That's not an easy thing to do. And now I feel like the snowball is going to begin rolling downhill for the show. Like, it's a great show. I love what you guys do and, and your voice in the community. Like, thank you so much for the support. Oh, man, th thank, thank you. you. That means a lot. Yeah, it really does. Thank you. We, you know, we, we try. There's a lot of neg negativity in the world and, you know, especially, you know, the even even in a very, very positive toy community, there can be some toxicity, you know, now and then. So we try to keep it as positive as we can. We, we want people to come on and talk about how much they love toys, not necessarily the things that they hate. Like we understand there are pain points and, you know, that, that people who create toys want to hear feedback. And, you know, there's definitely a place for that here, you know. You know, we had uh, we've 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 had people on before where we've said like, "Hey, you're doing a really great thing," but um, you know, and, and we still keep it positive. So th thank you. We we really do appreciate those kind words. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're toys. They're supposed to be fun. So yeah. you know, why not keep it fun? We can smell our own, definitely. And and like when I listened to your show with Jeremy, you know. Um, it was just you guys had a great chemistry. You, you guys asked the great questions, and it's always from a place of love. So it definitely shines through in your show. Thank you. Well, the one thing I wanted to follow up with you on from Toy Fair. Speaking of, of Toy Fair, I'm still waiting to see those pictures of the zip line that you had set up in the hotel because you said you took photos of it, and I want to see that that three and three quarter zip line. I don't know if you still have the the photos, but I'll I'll dig them up for sure. You know, um, it's one of those things where uh, I get so nervous. You know, like a, like with with what I'm doing now, I just started a uh, I just started a live stream, and uh, before, especially with like building the Fortnite line and the plan before the launch. Uh, not only am I under NDA with Jazzwares, but I'm also under NDA with Epic Games. And I get so nervous to talk about things, you know, and when, when things kind of, uh, when I get asked the tough questions or, you know, somebody in the chat says something like, oh, I, I remember you said this. And I'm like, ooh, did, did I say that? You know, like, so like the stuff that I, when you guys came into Toy Fair, like I, I've had my own, little locked room with security guards and you know no photography all over the place and stuff so sometimes when i when i meet guys like you i i, I tend to let the beans spill a little bit so i i might have forgot that i promised you those photos but i'll dig them up for sure dude. it's so much fun 
you showed us the little zip line and like the from point A to point B on the shelf. And then you were like, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys can break that story here. You know, I don't think anybody's really caught on to that, that if you get the expedition outpost that comes with the, the mission specialist. Uh, it includes like a dinky little six inch plastic zip line that by itself is like, man, what the hell? This is nothing. And the, the behind the scenes, you know, the insider info on that is like, we can't sell string over like seven and a half inches or it becomes a choking hazard. It's a strangulation hazard. We have to age our, our testing up. We have to spend more money on product testing and this and that. So. If you get that set and it's out there, it's available, um, you remove that piece and there's, a, there's a, a hole in the attachment point that you can tie any string you want to. So the key is to get that thing and set it up and then tie, tie a string. And the, the thing that plugs into the back of the characters has ball bearings in it. It goes right on the line itself. And those things spin and, and the character goes like the Dickens down those. So I had like a pocket full of four or five of those things and a couple action figures. And the, the hotel had this amazing um, open aviary in the middle with trees and stuff. And I'm out there with a couple white claws and like action figures, like sliding things. I think I was on the 10th floor. <laughs> it was so much fun. I'll definitely dig them up now that you're reminding me. They got to be on my cloud somewhere. And then we could we could start a hashtag challenge. We could start like a like a zipline challenge, dude. Seriously, like even even if I can't find them, I'm gonna one up myself. Like I'm going down to Fort Lauderdale Beach and sending them over the over the Breakers Resort or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think one of the other things that's cool too is just like you know you have that ability to with the squad packs just to kind of like almost like instead of trying to find like different bits and pieces of characters in the collection, you have that ability to kind of start with something already built, which I think is really cool. Oh man. The, the, the fact that like the squad is the ultimate social experience with Fortnite. It's my favorite way to play the game. Even if I'm just jumping in by myself, you can set it to uh, assign you random people from all over the world. Yep. And like, one of my favorite streamers, his name is Dakotas. That's his thing. He jumps in there and he puts on random squads. And I've heard 10-year-old kids that just found out their aunt has cancer. You have kids, it's their birthday. You know, you have people that are having a baby. And it's, it's just incredible. And you're ultimately bound together. You're forced to work as a team. And you know what? If, if it's not like your day, you can just dance. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So I have I have neighbors that that play and sometimes when they don't have a, a fourth person, I jump in their their squad and I just let them run the show. Like I turn I turn my microphone off. I turn their volume up and I just listen to whatever they ask me to do. And I just I just go with the flow with them. And it's a blast. It is. It's so much. I'm sitting there on the couch. My you know, my wife, and my daughter are sitting next to me and like, you know, they're obviously they're our neighbors. So we all know them. And they're you know, they're laughing their asses off because like. You know, they're having they're like running headlong into like just the worst situation possible. And I'm just like rinky dink following along, <laughs> trying to trying to keep them afloat. You know, oftentimes they're far better than me, depending on who's playing. So it, it's it's just to your point that the squads aspect of it is such a huge part of why the game is so much fun and that anybody really can, can enjoy it. And and that's the gift that like uh, like Dave pointed out is is that's the gift that it gives to our line is that there's infinite possibilities with character arrangements like uh, we did one that was like future themed and you had the Bunker Jonesy and uh, rocks and uh, or we have like the OGs and there's there's a lot of these squad packs coming out that you guys are going to be blown away by and it's just like um, it it captures that silliness and that, that quirkiness and like um that's that's definitely one of the things that i think has given this game the legs that it has is it's more of a social media platform than it is a game definitely so speaking of social media and the things that you're doing to further the community i have one more 
Fortnite toy direct toy question for you is there and this is this is i guess like the tough question here's here's the hard hitter is there anything that has not been announced yet that you can either give give us a hint or our audience a hint at what's coming or anything that you are at liberty to speak of and if the answer is no then the answer is no that's a totally fine answer as well well this the stuff that hit the air today is probably not as widespread so uh I, we've been sitting on a glut of development since the covid crisis started and there's been a little bit of an abbreviated presence in the toy aisle so within the last 48 hours we've had uh four six inch figures drop and that's uh doggo um drift in his level five with the skateboard um who else do we have? We have the Eternal Voyager. He's like the, the redo of the Dark Voyager, but with the Ghost Rider head, you know. Um, there was also the X-Lord, who's kind of the 2020 version of the Rust Lord. And, and I like to say that they used my abs as the model for this character, but it's completely <laughs> not true. Um, we had the, the redo of the ATK vehicle, the Stinger Wrath with the Copper Wasp action figure come out. Um, today we dropped the the new hot drop uh, with the ultimate knight and his gold appearance which um is a replacement or a refresh to what we've done earlier with the uh, early game survival kit and now uh, a whole new series of solo four inch action figures hit well they, they just showed up in some collector's hands today but they're not officially announced yet and that's uh, midfield maestro uh Tempest, who's like the the uh, Mysterio of the universe. There, um, we have Yonder, who's like the the updated version of DJ Yonder, and um, one other one. One other one. I'm struggling here. Let me see. Let me, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually pulling up my feed right now. I I, I and the first thing that popped up was uh, was Midfield Master. And it's the first time I'm seeing it in person. That's awesome. I, I love the all of the soccer skins, the soccer player skins. That was a great. Uh... Yeah, and that's like a, that's a Pandora's box because we know there's like four different various soccer skins that you can play as. And as soon as we've opened tooling on something, we have the opportunity to kind of change deco and change head sculpts, and it it's, it pays forward. Oh, the four inch tomato head. So tomato head, of course, is a a, a lister in the community. And oh yeah. He's cool. He's going to be an Amazon exclusive for their battle bus. So, um, awesome. Beyond that, uh, there's not much that I can say again, just because of my various uh, non-disclosures and stuff. But uh, I would love, love to be able to give you guys a scoop on anything um, for your support and to, as a show of gratitude there. We're totally, totally happy to to help with that. If there's ever anything that you you want to get out there, you know, uh, definitely let us know, and we'll we will shout it from the rooftops, the the digital and otherwise rooftops for sure. Yeah, thanks, guys, man. That's amazing. I do appreciate the support and the friendship. You know, like it's awesome. Thank you. Um, Part of the relationship with Fortnite is the bond with the community. And you were saying before you started streaming, um, you started the Wrecked Agent streaming um, account. So how did that really kind of come to be? It's funny, you know, it's, a, it's an evolving thing. I've, from very early on in my experience with Jazzwares, when we first got the Minecraft license and we, through that relationship, realized there was a whole, like, Minecraft didn't, in, in its early infancy, didn't spend any money, not $1 on marketing. What they did was they opened their platform for anybody to, to take the characters and create machinimas and create original content, and they didn't limit that content. Um, so I fell in love with YouTube. I fell in love with vlogging. I used to have a daily vlog that I did. But as soon as we got in the running for Fortnite, the level of secrecy involved prohibited me from doing my daily vlogs. So I did like 218 or 220 daily videos that I uploaded to YouTube. And my passion for content has never really subsided, but I didn't have a voice because of the level of secrecy and the, uh, 
the relationship that we had before the line was public. Um, now that everything's kind of out there and, and things are flowing around, um, I, I've fallen in love with Twitch even more. Um, it's something that you can do that's spontaneous. There's a level of improvisation there. And um, through the COVID crisis, I've been basically in seclusion just shortly after uh, we met in New York. I'm pretty sure that I actually had it. So I was in Hong Kong when it first started. I was in Germany when it spread to Europe. And then I was in New York when it came to the United States. I'm not saying I'm patient zero, but I may have been very close to patient zero. Um, when we returned from Toy Fair after maybe two or three days, I got extremely sick. Uh, the Florida Department of Health came here. I was quarantined without, you know, any recourse. And I was, uh, I, I faced a lot of medical challenges ever since. Now, seclusion is natural to me. I've always been kind of a recluse. I've always been kind of the introvert. Um, but I, I, through my content creation, I've had a voice and a social life and a calling uh, for, for that. And in the current situation, I figured that like I need, I need camaraderie, I need to build a community, and I need to talk. You know, I, in 2019, in support of the Fortnite line, I assisted sales meetings, and I was basically the brand ambassador for the brand uh, uh, Outward Facing for Jazzwares. I went on more than 40 trips internationally. I've seen Australia, I've been to India, I've been to Japan and Korea, like everywhere. And then all of a sudden, I came home and I got sick and I had nothing, you know. Uh, so I started a live stream to, to reshape myself and to, to make new friends and to have some type of a semblance of a social interaction, social life. So Wrecked Agent came about because I was, like we, like we talked about a little bit ago, I was uncertain in... Uh, the level that I could share. And, and I've always been apprehensive. Like, I don't want to be a um, person that leaks something. It, it, for me, it's better to, like, like, partner with people like you and let you guys get the scoop and the exposure. Like, it's not up to me to, to announce things. So, Wrecked Agent, um, I'm a cosplayer. I've been into cosplay. It's, it's a form of escapism that I appreciate. And almost all of my cosplay is masked. You know, I've done um, Kylo Ren and Darth Vader and all these different characters that kind of live outside of my, my own self. So I built a Rust Lord costume. It's my favorite character from Fortnite. And my initial plan was to have a live stream in character. So <laughs> I wouldn't be accountable for the things that I had to talk about or, you know, I wouldn't be the person. I wouldn't be Mike DeCamp. Um, I was inspired by characters like Dr. Disrespect. I don't know if you know uh, the stream world or Ninja, for instance. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with Ninja. So I, I had them as role models, and I built the Wrecked Agent persona around that. But when, when I got it rolling, uh, A, you can't hear a damn thing when I have the helmet on, <laughs> and I have the helmet. <laughs> so... I, I relented and I put myself out there and it's a very vulnerable, it's a very personal stream. Um, I, not only do I talk about Fortnite and I talk about the action figures as much as I can, but uh, like we talked about off stream is uh, I'm a musician. So I'm writing songs now. Um, I love to play video games with friends. And for me, beyond my girlfriend and my cat, it's really the only interaction that I have with the outside world. Um, and that's prattling uh, explanation, but I, I hope I got it across. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, it, well, first of all, I, we did not know that, that you were, were ill following all of your travels and everything. We're so happy to hear that you are okay. <laughs> um, that's terrifying. And, you know, yeah, very happy to hear that you are recovered and, and everything that's you know that's a, a nightmare situation it's one it's one of these things where we know so little about it like um i've had everything from uh the the, the traditional symptoms like we're all familiar with the high fever and all that types the trouble breathing and all that but i've had all these anomalous undiagnosed symptoms you know i had 
uh, like chronic nerve pain. I've had ringing in my ears since February, um, abdominal pain, like the, all these things where um, the doctors have no explanation, even as far as having like false negatives in my antibody tests. Like the, the thing, what, whatever this COVID thing is, we know so little about. And, and I've taken it more or less upon myself to, to continue isolation because of that, right? Like I have, my, I have two children and I haven't seen my children since the beginning of the year. And I'm supposed to have a, vis- a visit with them shortly, but I'm considering delaying it because Florida is just so, it's a dumpster fire right now, you know? I read an article today that one out of three children tested in Florida is positive for COVID. Yeah, it it's it's scary. It is very very scary. One of the things that I loved about when you when you kicked off the stream, you made that little like trailer for the for the channel. I think you originally had posted it on on YouTube. But I I love the fact that you a lot like a lot of the other people that we've been so fortunate to meet in the toy world, you kind of embrace this, this vulnerability and you, you do, you guys, you put yourselves out there for, you know, us crazy collectors to, to interact with directly and, and get to know you and really, you know, get a sense of the passion that goes into these, not just what you do creatively for toys, but like, to your point, like your cosplay, your music, like it's just it's so interesting to love a product and collect it and stare at it every day and take pictures of it and then get to meet and bond with the people that make them. And as fans of what you do, first and foremost, before anything else and collectors, like I know I speak for the 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 vast majority of us, like we appreciate it. Like the, it, it is so nice to be able to get that level of insight from the people that create the things that we love. That's great to hear, man. I really have had the luck and uh, the fortune of having tremendous role models, even throughout my experience from a broken home. Right. So early on, even though Jesse's younger than I am, he was an early role model. You know, he was like, extremely giving with his attention and his time. And with opportunity and then from there like we we started our relationship with street fighter and through capcom and and it's interesting we had this hybrid business where we partnered actually with soda toys and through soda toys i met jerry macaluso and jerry like he made the original toxic avenger prosthetics you know he was this prolific sculptor but he's also a tremendous person and through Jerry, I met Eddie Wires, rest in peace. You know, Eddie was one of the most giving, knowledgeable toy collectors I've ever met. And then from, from there, I met like Damon Nee and Jesse Falcon and all these guys now that have elevated to these meteoric heights, like at Disney and, and Marvel. And, and I've, I've always had something greater to aspire to. And uh, it's, it's through uh, honesty and vulnerability and, and my thing that I talk about probably the most with, with my community that's growing on, on Twitch, et cetera, is that by elevating the people around you, you elevate yourself, you know, and it has to be, for me, that's, that's the ultimate. Before we let you get back into making amazing toys and producing more content, um, we always like to ask what the most special piece in your collection is and what's your weirdest or rarest piece. Wow, this reminds me of uh, James Lipton and his uh, his infamous, uh, you know, when you get to when you get to heaven, what do you hope God says to you? Like, um, so my most special piece. That's a tough one, you know. Um, it's probably uh, the Mego twelve-inch magnetic Batman with flyaway action. Um, so when I was very very young. That was something that was gifted to me by my mom. Um, and Batman was something that to this day, I haven't had the experience of making a Batman action figure, but it's high on my list of priorities. Um, so I got this, it was a tremendous action figure, the soft goods cape, a roto head, you know, and Batman and Robin, they had magnets embedded in their hands and feet. 
and the package had this incredible, almost like psychedelic artwork on it. Please Google it. I love it. Um, I had to, and he had this attachment that went onto his back underneath his cape, and you would thread two uh, two strings through it, one on the left and one on the right, and then you would tie them off to something, and then by Pulling the strings apart on the far end, the figure would slide away from you and appear to like fly away. That was the fly away action. So I immediately took the figures. I had Batman and Robin, and I took them down to a playground by my house. And I was playing with them on the monkey bars and experimenting with what surfaces were magnetic, surfaces weren't. And I climbed all the way to one of those kind of domes apparatus that you, that you can climb all over. And I stuck the figures up there and I started playing, blah, blah, blah. And I left them there. Like my mom, the streetlights turned on and I got the call out the window, get home or you're dead, you know, whatever. Um, and I ran home and I left them there and I lost them. They just, oh. you know, that was it. And uh, so eventually I was able to track them down and I spent, you know, way too much money on them to get the mint in the package. So that's probably the most special piece that I have because. After I lost the action figures, I would literally just look at the box. Like I would just fantasize and, and check out the package and read it and reread it and hope that someday I would have those action figures again. Man, I, I'm sorry. Somebody just started cutting onion sandwiches in my in my recording studio. I'm. Uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no. And and I had I actually had the fortune I had the fortune of meeting Marty Abrams and talking Migo and really getting to know him through Judd. They've they've had a long term uh, meaningful friendship and somewhat of a mentorship there. And uh, yeah, I finally got them. Yeah, I I just ago. I just looked them up. Um, there's actually a super cool like vintage commercial when the when this when this episode uh of the podcast airs, I'll make sure that uh that week I post the commercial as our as our throwback amazing so it that's that's definitely the most special um by far <laughs> yeah um, it might also be your 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 rarest piece <laughs> but uh if if you have another answer for a weird or rare piece in your collection by all means we'd love to hear it all right i'm gonna get myself in hot water here but i like you guys and i'm gonna do it um so we made we made uh, you know just a ton of Fortnite figures and collectibles and this and that and uh, the volume of action figures and, and things that we've done is just tremendous. But when you have a prolific line, there's always what we call a, a unicorn, right? Something that somebody fucked up. In we made a uh, a gigantic jumbo llama that had some really great action figures and collectibles and, and back blings and everything in it. Um, but within that llama, we have a collectible series called the domes. And the domes are kind of like Smurfs in a bubble. And you can stack them and you can put them in the display. Um, so in that jumbo llama, you'll find a dome called Frozen Jonesy. Do you guys know what makes Frozen Jonesy so special? No. There's no such thing as a Frozen Jonesy in the game. <laughs> so somewhere along the lines, I saw some really convincing fan art or whatever it is, you know, because like even even in my stream, I have this kid, he's 14, he's from Canada, and he like made me my own version of Rust Lord by downloading and ripping the outfit and applying new skin, uh, new texture maps to it, blah, blah, blah. So somebody dreamed up a frozen Jonesy, and not only did I fall for it, but everybody fell for it. Like, Epic proved it, it got made, like, it's... So if you can find you a frozen Jonesy in the dome, I promise you that will be the rocket-firing Boba Fett from this line, so... All right, well... There, there you have it. Fro Frozen Jonesy, we're on the hunt for him. So before, uh, before we, we sign off for the evening, Mike, which, by the way, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this, this has been uh, incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, tell our audience, please tell our audience, where can we find you? Tell us where we can find you on Twitch, on Instagram, all the places where we can find you. 
Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram under my name, Mike DeCamp. Um, I have an alt that's under Wrecked Agent, but there's there's very little happening there since uh, since it's just growing. But uh, Wrecked Agent is the thing. It's across Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch and YouTube at the moment. Um, so R E K T Agent. Um, I love it, and and I love you guys. You know, thank you for having me back a second time, and congratulations on all the success. I really can't wait uh, to see more, and and you know, I'm sure the world thanks you for providing entertainment in such troubling times. So do keep it up. You guys are killing it. Um, I'm humbled by being here. So thank you. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. If you want to build more sustainable eating habits, Noom Weight can help. Our program uses psychology to help you better understand your relationship with food and empower you with the practical knowledge and skills you need to build long-lasting habits and behaviors. And with Noom, there aren't any good or bad foods. Instead, we'll provide you with the wisdom and expert guidance you need to make informed choices that fit your lifestyle and health goals. Start your trial at Noom.com balance. That's N-O-O-M dot balance. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. 